Hello everyone, my name is Jeremiah Guzman and today on La Mesita, we're happy to have our wonderful music guest, Tropa Mexica. Welcome, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, just trying to stay indoors, stay healthy, and then have a little tequilita on a Friday maybe. Ah, okay. First and foremost, thank you for being with us here today. I've noticed that the, there's only one of you. Was your brother unable to attend this meeting? My brother is uh, living in Albuquerque, or I'm living in Albuquerque, but my brother's living in L.A. still, so it's kind of hard, you know, to, uh, well, he's out there now, so that's why he's not with me right now. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's over there in East L.A., probably eating some bon tacos while I'm out here in Albuquerque eating green chili. Ah, okay, interesting. Well, foremost, th- well, thank you for being with us here today. We're excited to talk with you today. Before we get started, would you kindly share your name and your instrumental role in Tropa Magica? Okay. My name is David Pacheco. I play the guitar, I sing, I write the songs, and I take care of like doing all the graphic work and yeah, and all the management parts for the band. Okay, okay. Let's get to know Trapa Mexica. Who is Trapa Mexica? Could you introduce yourself again and your brother and who are the band members of it? Okay, so it's not Trapa Mexica, it's Tropa Mexica. Tropa, Tropa like Mexica. Magic, okay. yeah, troop, like a magical troop, and uh, so in the band, it's uh, it's cons- there's different members that come and go. So my brother and I are the two main ones. So my brother is Rene Pacheco, I'm David Pacheco, but we have our bassist Jason Juarez. We have a second guitarist who's Brandon Santos. We have a piano player who can sometimes vary from Daniel Everett G or Esteban Flores, and then we have a saxophone player named Daniel Richardson and a violin player called Caitlin Wolfberg. And the other members sometimes join us. We usually try to keep it at four because it's easier to travel on the road as a four piece, as opposed to like, um, you know, if it was like seven of us, it would, like, I mean, we, we it's, 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 um, it's not feasible right now for us, but yeah, there's, uh, there's four to seven members depending on the event, the occasion. Okay. Okay. When was the band formed and founded? So this band, Tropa Magica, we started the band two years ago. Uh, previous to that, we had a band called The Commons, and uh, our niche that we developed was this uh, niche called the uh, Psychedelic Cumbia Punk, which is um, it's this emblematic kind of, of the Latino experience, but with this like kind of like East LA cumbia feel mixed with like this punk. And then like, you know, you have like the hipsters in Echo Park mixing that psychedelic element. And so it all came together and it formed Tropa Magica. Wow, interesting. As a band, you have gone through a change with Tropa, with Tropa Magica y La Muerte de los Decomans. This is one of your LPs, is it not? Uh, yeah, it's it's the EP. The first album we did was called y La Muerte de los Commons, which is just kind of like us being obvious about like, you know, um, the name change and because um, people were asking, you know, and like at the time it was just kind of like, why don't we just make an album, call it y La Muerte de los Commons. So like, you know, just kind of like, like we're giving like little cues and like little homage to our other band okay okay wow um are you currently working on any new material any new music any new albums yeah so right now we're actually um we already recorded the album it's it's this new album it's going to be called uh, tripeando al infinito in mi recamera and uh, it's 12 songs we've recorded these songs in december mixed them in january and they've been ready just like, you know, with the quarantine, we haven't been able to tour it. So we have that album that's already ready. And um, we also we're working on like my, my brother and I, even though like we're isolated, like we're apart, we're still like 
sending each other music and like we're working on a follow-up album for this one that's not even out yet which will be like a just straight up cumbia album um you know just easy something fun lighthearted. because this album that's coming out right now it's a lot more produced it has a lot more there's a lot more work into it and it got like it got to the point where it was like work you know and it's very artistic in that sense it's like it's very like you know like just like we we went we just went hard on it and so for the new album the one that we're going to follow up it's going to be more lighthearted. but yeah right now we have a new album coming out in august wow oh that's going to be something to look forward to right <laughs> oh yeah what drew inspirations for uh, la tropa magica to draw inspiration from like as you said punk genres and all and all that to create and play with those sounds what what drew your inspiration to those what what drew your attention to the, to those specific genres well, us being from East LA, you know, there's like a big thriving punk scene, backyard punk scene. And uh, and so us, like, you know, when we were in high school or like after high school, there was this element of like, uh, just like everywhere there was like punk shows. And so that was like something that we felt like we needed to encapsulate because we grew up in that kind of scene, even though we didn't play like that type of punk. Um, so that was very influential in our style. Also, a big aspect of the punk thing was like the, our attitude, you know, like um, doing our own releases, pressing our own records, um, touring, like, you know, doing our, doing all the management for it. So in that element, that's how we blend the punk. Okay. Now you've had many in, in artist inspirations musically, correct? From Los Psychos to Nirvana. Who are your influential music artist inspirations growing up to? Like who, who were they growing up? Growing up, I mean, my brother and I, we always listened to, like, we like to listen to this radio station called Radio Disney. It was, like, it just played, like, you know, they played, like, Bang Bus and stuff and, like, Aquabats and, like, just, like, silly songs, you know, like, pop songs. And uh, we were into that when we were little kids. And obviously, you know, like, that's what we like to listen to on the radio. Pero también teníamos, uh, we also had, you know, our parents. They would always, like, we would go to, like, bautizos or comuniones and, quinceañeras and then there's like there's like bandas playing norteños mariachis and so because our parents are like they they came over here in the 80s we didn't we didn't grow up with like soldies or anything like that we grew up with like more mexican regional music yeah okay if you were given the opportunity to create and perform a track with three artists who would it be let's see with three artists i mean he already passed even if they're alive or dead doesn't matter not generally. This is in our fantasy world where you you would love to like perform and collaborate with them. Oh, so I think it would be really cool to get like um, songwriting, like lyric writing lessons by Leonard Cohen. He is like one of my favorite uh, songwriters. He would be really cool. I know my brother, if he was doing this interview right now, he would say he would want to collab with Dean Martin. That's like his favorite singer. And then uh, I think John Sebastian would be another guy that I would want to collab with just to like learn because these are all people that wrote their own like well John Sebastian Leonard Cohen wrote their own songs that Dean Martin covered but like um, yeah like probably those three for now I mean yeah in a fantasy world yeah yeah no totally um okay so you've done covers ranging from Chico Che to Nirvana what other artists would you like to cover and give your Tropa Magica twist let's say your Tropa Magica magic so Actually, I did this album as my solo project kind of thing. It's called Churro Triste. And uh, I covered a lot of bands. It's, um, 
10 songs I covered, the Beatles I covered, I covered the Misfits, I covered David Bowie, Pink Floyd, Amy Winehouse. So I've already done some of them already. So, uh, but I think one that I would want to get into and do a twist on it would probably be, um, hmm, that's a good one. I don't know. I feel like I already did that, you know? I did all those, like, the covers that I wanted to, so I'm kind of done doing covers. I want to do, like, write, just keep writing stuff now. Keeping it original? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Throughout your LP, EP art covers, we see your deep connection with flowers, roses, and locations like a, de- like a desert and the moon as well. Why these settings and symbols? Like, why specifically them? Well, that's a good question. Uh, and I'm glad you actually noticed, picked up on those things, because that is something that we do um, on purpose, you know. And we also pick the colors on purpose. There's um, there's that, that blue, the pinkish, the blacks, the grays in there. And those are, I mean, they're just like something intriguing about it. Like something about space is always just kind of like, it's always just like, you're like, just brings about amazement. You know, you could go out like on a into the desert and look up at the stars and you're just like whoa like this is amazing and and just this element of like it's so far away yet so near um i like to play with that and and the themes i mean we we're not marketing experts or anything like that but you know as like as a musician that has to balance the artistic element and the business part you know you have to have a left and right brain so with the business aspect it's like it's a good idea like you know like rolling stones have the tongue the doors have like their they're like Doors logo, Led Zeppelin has their little logo. Uh, but what else? It's like it's a type of branding, you know. The disco ball is their type of branding. The, the astronaut, the pink, the the turquoise colors. Um, they're all part of like our our style, our theme, you know, our style. Um, so when you see those, you're kind of like, oh, that's Tropa Magica, you know. So it's like a trademark symbol to who you are as a band, correct? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Going back to your music, what are a few traditional sounds that you enjoy and play? On a different note, it can be from either using different instruments or even the interplay of genres and the sound itself. Piano is one of the things that I enjoy doing. I don't do that live because it's like I'm not a proficient piano player, but I do write a lot of songs on piano. And that's always pretty fun. Just uh, just messing around because like I don't like with the chords, it's like I'm stuck to like I know chords, like the ones that I know. And so I'm kind of like limited in that aspect. But with uh, when it comes to the piano, I just go like, burp, 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 and just like, I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty. That sounds beautiful. Let me mess around with that. And then, you know, and then later when I talk to our piano player, I'll be like, hey, like I came up with this riff. And he's like, he's like, oh, you're playing like this D diminished seventh with, uh, you know, inverted. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, but it sounds good, right? It's <laughs> just like, yeah, it's cool. So messing around with the piano is fun. I have a saxophone that I don't play. Um, but yeah, like working with violin players also been really cool. I don't know how to play violin, but I, I can sing the violin parts. And so I'll sing it to our violin player and then she'll capture it right away. She'll listen to it and she'll be like, you know, like this. And then she starts getting it. And then I got all excited because I'm like, whoa, like it's actually like, yeah. So piano and violin are definitely things that I enjoy like experimenting with. Okay. Okay. Now, since we're going through this quarantine time with this global pandemic, how is the process of creating music during a quarantine as an artist? Or should I say, how is the process of creating music hindered during quarantine as an artist? If it's hindered at all. It's hindered in the way that, I mean, I just can't develop the songs further with the band. But as far as like 
how it's affected it. I mean, not that much. I'm all, I've always been used to like being in the garage, writing all the songs, all the parts, the bass lines, the, the drum parts, the pianos, all the guitars, the vocals. I write them all by myself in the garage. And so now it's just like, I'm just now in my house in Albuquerque doing that same thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same. The difference is now that my brother and I are both uh, like sending each other tracks and collaborating and like building upon them. Okay. Now moving on to your, one of your newest sensations, your game. You collaborate with uh, Kim Save and Super Ape Rafa. What drew you to collaborate and create the game? Well, let me phrase this. What drew you to create the game in the first place? Okay, so so the the Kim Save song that we did is the Mata de Mota is a Chico Che cover. And essentially they asked us, they were like, hey, can you guys like do guest vocals on it? And I was like, sure, we're already in the studio. So they like gave us some money to go in like and spend more studio time doing the vocals, but they they did all the the recording, the compositions. They were the ones that came up with the idea for that video game, and we were like, "Hey, this is really cool." So they would, you know, uh, they they wanted to initially have a video where we take a road trip up there and we recorded, but quarantine happened, so we're like, "We're not gonna do that." And uh, but then they made the video game, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so fun! Like, it's kind of it's really dope." That they did that. I wish I would have had more involvement in that, but no, they, they just did a really great job with that. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking about well quarantine earlier, here's a three-part question for you. In a quarantine world, this is where it's just a fantasy mind experiment. In a quarantine world, what is your ideal food or go-to lunch or even snacks? What is your favorite food to eat during quarantine nowadays? Mm, nowadays during quarantine i mean well we're actually gonna make this and this is what the one that comes to mind i'm gonna make this later on uh ceviche you know i love making ceviche it's so mm. good so yeah it's a good snack it's a good dinner you know mm, i can relate on that okay what is your ideal movie to watch or series to binge watch oh right now right now i've been uh binge watching the sopranos it's on Hulu right now. They're offering it for free. So HBO is offering it there. So I, I'm like already on season three. <laughs> it's been crazy. I'll watch like three to four episodes, but I stop myself too. I'm just like, all right. I try to reward myself. I'm like, okay, like I did this. I did this today. Cool. I'm going to watch an episode because they're an hour long, you know, and it's like an Jeez. hour. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed up to like three in the morning. The other day we stayed up to like four in the morning watching The Sopranos. My girlfriend and I—it was—it was funny. We we're like, "It's already four. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Okay, and then last question: What is your ideal way to increase dopamine via physical activity and increase use of the cardiovascular system while being self-quarantined in the pro- prolonged pandemic? Well, what's just... your favorite form of exercise? <laughs> mm. um, I've, sometimes I'm like, I just say like random jokes and like laugh at myself, and it's like. Laughing is a good exercise. Uh, right now, though, actually, my girlfriend fixed my bike, and uh, so we go on bike rides too around the you know the neighborhood and stuff. It's, it's pretty nice, nice bike ride. Laughing, laughing is a good exercise too. You know, since you aspire to create a game, have there been any huge problems or just minor bumps in the road? No pun intended. Since your game is about like driving. <laughs> um, minor games. No, there hasn't been any real crazy problems. Uh, some of my favorite video games though are I love Super Mario Three. I have like the little NES classic that they made. Uh, I've been oh, getting to uh, one. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I started playing uh, 
Star Wars, the the Lego one for GameCube, because I have a Wii, the old Wii, that's like backwards compatible with the GameCube. So we've been playing that, and that's pretty fun. And Super Mario Strikers, that's pretty fun too. I don't, I, I am a big like video game, like but old school video games. I have I don't really play anything above like you know PS3 or PS4, like shooting games. I'm not a big like I never got into them, so I can't really like. Oof, the sun's hitting my face real good now. I look nice and golden, huh? <laughs> okay just a couple more questions before we sign off for our listeners okay. where can we find the game for listeners you can find the game on on the apple store it's, it's available for either one you just type in manta de mota and then it'll come up okay so tell us what tracks are you sharing with us today so today you're gonna hear different versions there's like stripped down um one one man project songs to, of like you're gonna hear alice de roma acoustically and then the other songs that you're going to hear are Morena, Feels Like Tijuana, which is our new single that we just have out, and uh, Cupacabras. And these are all songs that like, I play the loops. I have my loop station, and so I loop the song. So I, I play the bass part, then I loop it. Uh, a loop station, for those of y'all that don't know, it's like it's essentially what it's called. So it's like, let's say I go da, 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 and then the thing will repeat, da, da, da. It just repeats forever. And then so I build, 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 and then I'll add like the guitar, then I'll add the drums, and it's all happening live. So you're going to be in for a special treat for these upcoming songs that you're about to hear. Wow, interesting. Well, I'm going to stop talking and just uh, let you take let you take a stand while we listen to your music, shall we? All right. Cheers. Cheers. Sand. In the rain, well, tiny grains of sand. 
All right, serious questions. Who would win in a fight? A Cupacabra in a Letro Spaceman or Wampiro? With- oh, wow. A Cupacabra, the Letro Spaceman or the Wampiro? I think for some reason, I think it would be the Elotero Spaceman. Can you elaborate? Because I'm interested in why a Cupacabra wouldn't win. My well, the, the, the Cupacabras wouldn't win because he's like, he's dumb. I think the Cupacabras as a character, the way, like King Koopa, you know, it's like the Koopa guy. Uh, he's just dumb. He's just like an animal. And then the Wampito, he's like, he's like a, he's like a hybrid vampire, DJ, musician, kind of singer guy. And so he would win because his weakness is like blood and he can't go out in the daytime. Uh, but then the Yellow Dental Spaceman, like he's smart because he's an astronaut for once and he sells paletas and he has a car. Yeah, so he would probably win. I don't know. I just pictured the Yellow Dental Spaceman being a lot tougher and buff, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your video game character has superpowers, if they have superpowers, what powers will they have and would he be immune to? Um, if what? So if your video game character decided to have powers, what powers will it have? Well, the Yellow Dental Spaceman would probably have like psychic telekinesis powers. Like he could probably like, you know, do like something from outer space. I don't know. Maybe his like his his uh paletero cart has like jet packs and so he could like fly out. I don't know. Probably something like that. Telekinesis would be cool. Okay. Last question. Cape or no cape? What's that? Do you prefer capes or no capes? Oh, capes or no capes? No capes. Capes are they look cool, but yes. uh, no, I think they get in the way. They get in the way, you know? Yes, like, there's, like, there's that Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man, the Hulk, yeah. all those superheroes without the capes. They exactly. look badass and they can like be more versatile. Thank you for joining us today, Tropa Mexica. Again, it was nice speaking to you with you. Before we sign off, would you like to share with us where we can find your songs and content? Sure. So you can find all our music on tropamagica.com. All our music is available on Amazon, on Spotify, on Apple Music, all the major streaming sites. And you can also search us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, if you want to send me a private message, my number is 311-459-99-10-10-10. That's three phone point. I get it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to La Masita. That was Dea Pancheco from Tropa Magica. Up next, we have a live performance from Tropa Magica. <laughs> 